0: Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So imagine if you will, you had never seen professional wrestling before and you tuned into Monday Night Raw for the first time last week. You would have heard a metal wrist start. Then a man came out in some sort of fluffy coat as all the fans went, Whoa, ho, ho. And I totally understand why you would become a fan for life, too. Also, hello, my friends. My name is Simon from What Culture, And thank you very much for joining me for another episode of Ups and Downs, where we take this finger of power and we say, yes, that was good. Or we say, no, that was bad. You then say, Simon, I think you're paid off by WWE, which is the funniest, funniest thing ever. Because it would mean that Vince McMahon has to ring me up on a Tuesday morning and go, hey, pal, make sure you give this an up. And look, if it ever does happen, I'm going to tell you, because that would be wild. Let's up those doubts. And of course, we did just talk about Seth Rollins, and he was here to open up Monday Night Raw, because he had an open challenge for his brand new World Heavyweight Championship. Didn't happen. And why? Because he decided to stand there, as the fans did go, Whoa. <laughs> So Finn Balor was like this absolute schmuck i'm going to attack him from behind and he did he also hit the coupe de gras off simba the still steps and allen announced table this absolutely cracked me up because i was like finn if you do it off the top rope like you usually do you will have more height whereas when you're doing it off the still steps and Alan, you are lower towards the ground but he did it so damn aggressively, can you believe it? It worked. Officials eventually chased him away, and I tell you, asshole Finn Balor, was is super-duper mad, is such a good character, I actually think it's crazy that WWE took this long to allow him to run wild. He's flubbing great. We then saw Seth in the back, and he was all like, oh, I'm injured, but I want to beat up Finn Balor. Balor returned and threw Seth into a box-like structure, and of course, they're going to have their big match at Money in the Bank. Now, not in my wildest dreams do I ever think that Finn Balor is going to beat Seth, but I tell you this, and I mean it, he probably should. And the reason I say that is because he did grab the title here and say it's coming home to daddy. Definitely didn't say that. He totally would have ruined the angle. But if he was able to get the victory, from that point on, you'd be like, wow this new World Heavyweight Championship, you just don't know what's going to happen. So I think it would set a good precedent, especially compared to the damn Universal Championships, which will never change hands again. But either way, who actually cares? I don't. Very entertaining. Uh, when The Miz was in the ring, he wasn't happy. And this was mostly because he was ready to accept Seth Rollins' challenge. So I was like, okay, well, we've learned a new wrestling rule here. If you do have an open challenge and then somebody beats you up, instead of another wrestler taking advantage of that, The open challenge is cancelled. Miz did have a good line because he was all like, man, we're in a depressing town. So why don't I be your hero? Because I'm pretty sure this is where the Miz is from. When he offered an open challenge, I was like, who would accept this? What do you get? You beat the Miz and whoop dee flabbing do. If you go through the statistics in 2023, everybody beats the Miz. I think my dog has beaten the Miz. I don't even have a dog. This actually did rock though, because do you know who accepted? It was none other than the returning (laughs) Manta. Wasn't Mantar, it should have been Mantar. Instead, it was Champa, and this just made me feel warm and fuzzy in my tum tum because Tommaso has been away so long and he got a nice reaction from the crowd. With a tear in my eye. He looked awesome too and he was doing really well until the Miz kicked his leg out from underneath his leg. And bless him, he then went for the double axe handle. And as I've told you a thousand times before, anybody that does 1980s moves is all right with me. It didn't work at all because Champa just cut him off and he hit the fairy tale ending to get the one, two, three. And the story here is tremendous. According to the commentators, Champa beat up the Miz because when he was out injured, old Mizzy boy never called. So, Champa. Be sensitive soul. I do want to give a shout out to The Miz as well, because we joked about it earlier. But he has literally spent this entire year getting other people over. And that's because he totally gets professional wrestling. This is definitely getting an up. I'm excited to see what Champa does. I'm going to throw a quick nerdy down in there too, though. Because we were in Cleveland, and we didn't see Johnny Gargano at all. Now look, nobody deserves to be on the show. But I would set my own expectation bar because WWE didn't do exactly what I wanted. What a damn geek. <laughs> I'm giving it a down. I am mad with power. All this good fun stuff did continue, though, because here came the judgment day. Ballow was back too, and thankfully he did clear up our open challenge laws, because, yeah, given that he did whip Seth Rollins' ass, that whole thing is off. So there you go. He did continue, though, by saying the fans could continue singing Seth's stupid song <laughs> at his funeral. So, I'm sorry that is a death threat, definitely 100% a death threat, bring it down, it rolls up to five, that is five death threats in professional wrestling, and we only started a few weeks ago, and has anyone been arrested, no, Rhea Ripley then grabbed a the microphone and told everyone to shut up, and yes, later on, when Rhea was making her entrance, Corey Graves on commentary made reference to a certain social media post that Rhea Ripley had accidentally interacted with, that's all I'm going to say. I don't want to walk down this path anymore. It's a family show. Real laughter. Let's just move on. Also please, for the love of everything internet, stop being so weird, because I can't handle it. And Ripley was all like, man, look at all the championships that we've got here. And eventually Finn Balor's gonna be the world champion. And eventually Damien Priest will be Mr. Briefcase, Money in the Bank. And I was like, actually, you want Ripley to go and beat Roman Reigns and become the undisputed world champion? I ain't gonna moan. I mean it. So, Mr. Mysterio's also gonna get his too, because he's gonna defeat Cody Rhodes. And Damien Priest got the microphone and essentially said all the same things. But you know the deal in wrestling. If one person says it, you don't care, but if two do, my word, it must be true. As ever, this is when the condom got on the microphone and he couldn't say a damn word because everybody was booing him. I'm now seeing this stupid stuff on the internet. People are like, oh, the fans only boo because they're having a good time. Oh, no. Terrible. We're getting atmosphere and people are enjoying themselves at a wrestling show, whatever will we do, but eventually he just shouted into the mic and said, look, Cody, you absolute goober, I want a six-man tag, and I want it tonight. So is going to have to go and get some friends, and Judgment Day should be together forever. We're still teasing that we are going to break them up, and we just shouldn't. When you do search a tum-tum, what do your feelings tell you? It doesn't say dark side, it doesn't say light side, it says keep all these people as one group very much enjoy them. All they did was talk here, and they're still getting it up. We then just got the best Bloodline video after this, as we were reminded that it is gonna be the Usos taking on Roman Reigns and Solis & Co at Money in the Bank, and Byron Saxton was talking to Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Given that video, he did ask them about the Bloodline, and Kevin was all like, why are you asking me about them? We're done with them, would you leave it alone? So we are teasing again. Because Sami was more than willing to talk about it, but KO just lost his mind when Sami was like, listen, we need to have a conversation I think you have an anger problem, you're a rage which I don't think is a thing. KO's reaction was hilarious as ever, but they did come to a pact for this evening. If Kevin Owens can get through the whole night without losing his mind and freaking out, Sammy will never mention this again. So I'm giving it five months before Kevin Owens does indeed turn on Sami Zayn, which secretly I'm perfectly fine with if we get to WrestleMania 40 and they're fighting after a world title... My word, I'll lose it. Even more so, because that would be Mania 40. But look, they are just so entertaining. I love the fact that they have this chemistry. I love the fact they're allowed to do it on my television set. I am giving them an up. And boy, howdy, the WWE then go out of their way to confuse me? Because it was Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville taking on Katana, Chance, and Caden Carter. And the good thing here is that the NXT call-ups did get the win. And that's what you should do. Why promote somebody if you do want to call it that and then have them lose, lose, lose? All the audience is going to do is go, who the hell are you? You suck. The thing is, though, as ever, it only went two minutes. Now, thankfully, nobody used the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. The surprise roll up and the NXT guys did win with their after party finisher. So for that reason alone, I am going to give it an up. But again, it was over in 120 seconds. And also Green and DeVille never win (laughs) Who actually benefited here. Nobody, that's a down. However, switching gears once more, before this, we did have these Chelsea Green TikTok videos where she's walking around and being a Karen. I actually thought these were quite creative and something the WWE should do more of. But yeah, tying back into what I just said, the gimmick is so damn good, I kind of think we're only on the surface with it here. Give it an up. When Cody Rhodes decided to talk... I love him. As ever, he totally gets his roles. He was all like, oh man, the Judgment Day are really good. And maybe, just maybe, Finn Balor is going to become the World Heavyweight Champion. But Dominic, I heard your challenge. Don't worry about it. I'll go out there and find two buddies. So we will get back to this later because it does get damn good. when <laughs> we have another wrestling match. <laughs> and once again, it went 120 seconds. Does WWE know that Raw is a three-hour show? I don't think they do. And I basically had the same feelings towards this too because it was under share, and I enjoy seeing them because it means Veer finally came on Raw. Sorry, came to Raw. Sometimes he tries to do that and he completely misses. Shouldn't have done it. They were having their proper match against Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin though. And while Shelton and Cedric got a little something in, eventually Sanga and Veer were like, nah, we're going to absolutely destroy you. They hit that elbow drop double team thingamajig and they got the one, two, three. And this was over quicker than you could go to the bathroom so here's the deal they are actually coming across like top wrecking machines and if we do push them towards the tag team titles you may go oh my gosh they could win so that's getting up but i love Shelton benjamin i love cedric alexander we do not need to keep putting them in this position because they could be a damn good tag team and again when you have two back-to-back matches that don't last any time at all you kind of zone out a little bit and you ask yourself is there any point to this and what is life That's a down. He also took shots at me, though, because do you know what happened halfway through? Alexander was thrown into Barry Barricade. So very upsettingly, especially on this Raw, when I've already made a bunch of sexual innuendo, the Justice for Barry Counter goes up to 69. So let's just leave it there. I don't want to talk about it. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. When we got some comedy, it was good comedy too. Because Owens and Zane were walking through the backstage area where, yep, somebody spilled a drink on Kevin Owens. And of course... He's not allowed to go mad, so I had to be like, yeah, that's not a problem. When they bumped into his favourite person, not really his favourite person, Matt Riddle. I was just on the floor because he was saying, man, have you seen movies like Honey, I Shrunk the Kid? And My Giant or My Little Giant, whatever it's called. I was just like, oh, I'm going to explode. But actually, no, they're very good movies. And I know some people hate all this stuff because they want wrestling to be serious all of the time. I don't want that. One day I'm going to be dead, and then we can all be serious and go to my funeral and go, Oh, Simon, actually, I'd rather you were goof at my funeral, come in there in a clown outfit and pretend you were doink. I'd laugh in the casket. This thing is way too morbid. The point is I'm doing it again and let's get it up. So I just want nonsense all of the time. And speaking of nonsense, sheesh. Because Logan Paul made his return to WWE, and he was just sat on top of a ladder. And I was like, uh-oh. I know what we're about to do. Now he did the classic heel promo because he is from Cleveland. So he was like, oh, the best thing I ever did was leaving here. And also, your sports team sucks. And I actually think they do suck. So can you really get mad at him? And Logan is good as ever. Like when you do allow him to be a heel, he knows what to do with a microphone. I mean, speak into it. What else would you do with it? When he said, because I am Logan Paul, I have chatted to the powers that be. <laughs> and I am officially in Money in the Bank. What? So it's time for the negative Nancy 60 seconds because why does WWE have to do this all of the damn time? Because we had seen all these Money in the Bank qualifying matches and we had winners and we had losers and every single time you're like, oh my gosh, it's making the Money in Bank feel so important because people really want this and yet then they get defeated and they have to go home and go, why, why didn't I win? And then from nowhere, Mr. Prime turns up and says, oh man, can I be Mr. Briefcase? And somebody goes, yeah, sure, you can go in. None of that makes any sense and it's why I'm wearing this t-shirt, shh. ProWrestlingTees.com, for Simon Miller. 2 plus 2 equals potato. And do you know why it says 2 plus 2 equals potato? Because that is absolutely stupid. I mean, what's next? Random people just getting in the Royal Rumble. Random people getting in title matches. Random people getting opportunity after opportunity. Even though they're defeated all the time. (laughs) Wait a minute, I've just ruined my own point. But I am giving it a down. Sometimes you do have to have sense. This was nonsense. Although, I actually don't mind if he wins. You want to know why? Because it will piss people off. That's what a bad guy's meant to do. Now this segment was basically broken up into two halves. Because as soon as he had said that, all of a sudden a Ricochet was here. And he's like, oh man, well, you may go viral all the time. But do you remember what happened at the Rumble? We did that spot and I made your ass go viral. And I was like, no, that's not ha- Logan, Paul, oh, don't worry about it. I then soon realized, oh, it's one of those segments where everybody from Money in the Bank is going to turn up. So Shinsuke Nakamura was here. LA Knight arrived to a massive evasion and said, I'm going to stick a bottle of Prime up your ass. I don't think that's possible, when Santos Escobar came out and was like, well, I'm going to win too. For some reason, Logan then took a shot at Butch as he was coming out there going, I don't even know who this guy is. But actually, the brawling brute got his revenge straight away. <laughs> he just got in the ring and he smacked Logan Paul right in the face. So He has just lived many people's dreams. A big brawl broke out and Paul actually did do a big old flip drive over the top rope before he held aloft the briefcase. I kind of think that he may win here, but trust me WWE, everybody wants La Knight to win, so tread carefully. This was fun though, and actually the whole thing would have been better if Logan Paul had won a match, and then you would have done this, because you would have had escalation. But still, if something works, something works, and yeah, if we treat the second half as our own thing, give it an up. Matt Riddle versus Ludwig Kaiser was next. Good stuff. Gunther was out with his boy, so Riddle was a massive idiot. Because he was so distracted by his mere presence, he forgot he was in a wrestling match. So Ludwig was like, all right, you do know I'm a child of Bowser. And he whooped his ass. Well, no, actually, what he did was suplex him off the apron onto the floor that looked like it sucked, when Riddle was like, wait a minute, maybe I should come back with a street fighter combo. Because he hit some strikes, he hit a fisherman suplex, he hit a big forearm, he hit a dive, before he hit the exploder and the fisherman buster for the one-two-all kick out. I was like, man, this guy really likes fish. He then got caught in midair where Kaiser just slammed him to the mat and that was damn good. When Matthew decided, I know how I'll get you. I shall hit a German suplex. Verder German, Andy Kinder Durkin. This also opened the door for Red to hit the Bro Derek and get the 1-2-3. And Good was all like, oh, I couldn't believe you do that. So, of course, we are going to set up the Intercontinental Championship program. When the numbers game played against him. Because Imperium got in there and just whipped his ass. <laughs> Where was Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn? Who were meant to be his friends. Nowhere to be seen. Just goes to show. You never actually know who your real buddy is. All of this was good. Ah, Seemingly Owens and Zayn do care about Imperium, though, because when we did see Riddle being helped to a local medical facility, all of a sudden the tag team champions were going after Gunther and Ludwig. Because Kaiser wanted to know whether they had just seen what they had done here, and because he kept going on and on, Kevin was like, oh, please, would you shut up? You're so long-winded. Sammy Zane then got a text message so these guys just walked away and you can imagine how Imperium felt about that but instantly I was like well, one of two things has happened here either a friend is text saying Sammy can you bring some milk home or it's Cody Rhodes saying oh my gosh I need your help it's a bit like Cody you're in the same building just go and talk to him also I don't know what we are doing with the Alpha Academy but we're certainly doing something. Because we saw Chad Gable in the back trying to show Maxine Dupree how to do a suplex where he performed on some random guy who was like, oh my gosh, you hurt my back because a suplex is a devastating manula. Gable said he was able to achieve this because of his hip work when Otis was like, yeah, you've got a thrust. And he started thrusting, I was like, oh, here we are, my favourite segment on Raw. This is when Dupree was going to suplex somebody, but we never saw it, although it does tie into later. And I just like the fact that we have put these three together, and we're giving them something to do. Also, given their crowd reactions when they did have their match, it seems to be working. I'm in a very good mood today, I am giving it an up, more of this. And then they lost to the Viking Raiders. (laughs) 50-50 booking. The thing is, like I just said, the fans are now super behind Chad Gable for some reason or another. I think WWE do realize this because he started throwing Eric and Ivar around and it was a genuine delight to see. Dupree also stopped Valhalla from interfering at one point when she hit her with the suplex and even though this is like the most common wrestling move ever, every single person in the arena lost their damn mind. So it goes to show if you can get the narrative, like. It will work. My favourite part, though, is that Chad was so excited that his student had done something. He forgot he was in a wrestling match. So he got hit with this, like, knee-to-the-back thing, and the Viking Raiders pinned him. So it is the dumbest win I've seen for a while. Look at my face. I'm actually smiling. Do you think I'm going to give a down when something has made me smile? No. I mean, it's incredibly shallow, but so am I. I've got no morals. I want to return a very moral person. I'm just giving it up. Natalia was then in the back when she revealed... That she's got a rematch with Rhea Ripley. Roll, roll. The idea too is that she wanted to prove herself, so she walked to the ring <laughs> and got absolutely destroyed. Whoops! Because Ripley just jumped Natty during her entrance and absolutely pulverized her by throwing her around the place. When she hit the reptile and basically went, oh, I'm done with you. I mean, she definitely didn't spit on it. I really like this though because Rhea should be doing this to everybody. If we have decided that 2023 is Ripley's year, and we want to turn her into a superstar. Don't dilly-dally like your granddad. Let's get stuff done. And I said earlier, too, then she'll be ready to defeat Roman Reigns. Look, I'll stand here all night. I totally mean it. Up. We also set up our next feud, I think. So we then cut to the back and Raquel Rodriguez was doing an interview because she was about to take on Trish Stratus in a Money in the Bank qualifying match. But then she went, look, I also need to point out what Rhea Ripley just did to Natalia. Well, I don't like it at all. Ripley heard all this when she came through the curtain so these two had a face-off. That is very intriguing because Rhea Ripley shouldn't lose. And Raquel Rodriguez shouldn't lose. So I suppose we wait and see. Over to you, WWE. I and mean, yeah, I was right. Because we were in the back with Cody Rhodes when Tezawa ran up to him and said, Cody, I will be your partner. When Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens also arrived, and Kev was so annoyed that apparently Cody was going to pick Tezawa, so Rhodes were like, I ain't going to pick that guy. It's like, why are we taking shots at Tezawa? Tezawa is great. Owens was brilliant, though, because he had to hold on to his temper, and he said, oh, well, thank goodness we are partners, because I need to hit somebody in the face. When he shouted out, let's go punch someone in the face, and he just walked off. I love the fact that Raw revolves around these two and Cody Rhodes. Makes me happy. I and mean, then yeah, we did have this fascinating encounter. Trish versus Raquel to see who was gonna go after the briefcase. I mean, I should've known. Now I was really confused, cause why didn't one of these people just climb a ladder and say, oh hi, I'm gonna be in the match now, but for some crazy reason, they have to have a fight. I was like, if Trish Stratus wins here, has she ever been in a ladder match? I don't think she has. I thought this match was really good, though, because my word, Stratus sold her ass off for Rodriguez, who beat the hell out of her, when all of a sudden Zoe Stark came out, because, of course, she's best buddies with Trish. Becky Lynch must have been watching on like Batman, though, because she then ran out and she lost her mind (laughs) to such a degree then, so not only did she beat up Zoe, but she grabbed Trish and threw her into Barry Barricade, pull it down, that like is 70 assault. But of course, you can't do that. It meant technically Strass had won the thing, and Riquet had lost. And the look on Rodriguez's face here is like, Why didn't you do the dishes, Becky? You screwed me over. Now, this is pure WWE silliness, but it does make sense, and now you've got all these entities in the Money in the Bank match. And actually, it does make it more intriguing. So why the flub not, eh? Up. I did laugh at Lynch, though, so much. Because not only after this, she was all like, I don't understand what's happened. But she even cut a promo later saying, oh, I don't know what happened. It's like, it was you, Bex. You screwed yourself over. That is the story, though, because of course now it's her, Tristrass, and Zoe Starks. So either she's going to win, or she's going to take those two down with her. I was like, well, why don't you win and also take those two down? It is an option. When Bron Breaker was on Raw... Man, am I glad we did that brand split. I don't actually care, though, because we should be sending wrestlers all over the place. And he was all like, well, Seth Rollins, I know you got beat up tonight, but we're meant to be having a match on NXT, so you better not be using that as an excuse. He also said that when they do fight, what Finn Balor did to Seth is going to be nothing compared to what Bron Breaker is going to do to him. I was like, well, surely you're just going to beat him up and try and win? So unless you stab him, I do actually think it will be comparable. Breaker also told us to get used to his face, which is quite the line. I was like, all right, I guess I'll go and study it. But of course, he means he will become the world champion. So he'll become a mainstay on Raw, which is what we should do soon. He's also much better as a heel. And look, he does have mad potential. He's going to smash it up. Which brought us to Bronson Reed versus Shinsuke Nakamura. My only question I have for you is, who had Ricochet entering in the middle of this match around about two minutes in? You won! Now of course he did get involved later on, but before that Shinsuke applied the triangle onto Reed, who went, raw, I have so much strength, and reversed it into the bomber power. That's pretty cool. When they were fighting on the outside, and Bronson kind of grabbed Shinsuke, he threw them in the direction of Ricky, who was in a chair, but he bounced out of it and then kicked the chair with Shinsuke in it into Bronson Reed. I was like, man, that's really well done. It also meant then Reed really just wrecked him because don't get involved in my match, so of course Ricky jumped up on the apron. Bronson threw Nakamura into him, that sent Shinsuke all like, I don't know what's going on. Bronson Reed hit the tsunami, one, two, three. <laughs> Shinsuke's gonna be pissed. I'll also bet all of my hair that Bronson Reed does get involved in the Money in the Bank match, because of course Shinsuke and Ricochet are in that. But I just like the fact that we've taken these three guys, and we have put them in sort of a long-term storyline. Where does it end? I do not know. I'm giving it an up. When Seth Rollins was in a damn local medical facility. He told us he's there to get some x-rays, but he doesn't care what the doctor says or the medical facility professional because he will be at NXT and he is going to kick Brombreaker's ass. (laughs) Seth Rollins is really happy that he may have broken ribs. The first man to ever be jolly about that. Which brought us to our main event and man, this was peak WWE. It was just fun and over the top, dare I say wonderful. The fans absolutely got into it too because it was Cody Rhodes, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn taking on Judgment Day. This was basically the entirety of the match. Dominic got tagged in, but you suck. And he tagged because he's a coward, but you suck for running away. And every time he had a chance to get his sheep trot in there, he tagged back in. Dominic Mysterio is the best. The crowd at one point also started to chant, Dom's a wussy, but they were not saying wussy. And all you need to know is that the USA network had to bleep it out. So you can guess, and if you can't, Let's just pretend it's a wussy. It also led to Kevin Owens getting the first hot tag and he just brutalized the condom to the delight of the audience when Finn Balor got in there. And as we know, Finn Balor is super duper mad now, so he kicked KO's ass. It also meant that we got hot tag number two, which was for Cody Rhodes and he hit a power slam and he hit the disaster kick onto Damien Priest because he too was doing a Street Fighter combo. And all of a sudden, Rhea Ripley cast distraction. Damien Priest hit the big choke slam and my word, the near full of that, it was great. Sami then also knocked Dominic right off into Rhea Ripley's arms. And when she got on the apron, she was like, Why don't you hit me, Jane? Why don't you hit me? And he thought about it, and then he dove at her. Now, we really did duck, meaning he went right into Dominic instead. But if she hadn't moved, he absolutely would have murdered her. The whole thing then went nuts as everybody was going after everybody else when Cody hit the Cody cutter, but just when the Dom Dom was going to go from the 619, Sami Zayn was back and he took his head off. He also hit the Halluva kick when KO was back and gave him his stunner. And Dominic, man, who took a proper Scott Hall bump off that and it was tremendous, when all of a sudden Cody teleported in, Damian Priest was there, he hit the crossroads, and he got the 1-2-3. This is like an LA Night on Smackdown situation. I was like, Priest is losing a lot here. Maybe he's about to become Mr. Briefcase. That is what WWE loves to do. Either way though, this was just a super main event. It was super entertaining. And there doesn't always have to be a mega big angle. Sometimes you can just sit down and have some fun. and why so I've gone into the sitting position. I should stop this now. Up. Which brought us to the end of Monday Night Raw. And I thought it was a good old show. So I am going to give it an up. And yeah, there was nothing like, oh my gosh, Roman Reigns and the Usos. But we literally got that a few days ago, so it's okay. Also, as you are here, please do hit that video on the screen right now. It's ups and downs for AEW Collision. So you can see what I thought of that show. And you like the video, share the video and subscribe. Leave a comment below calling me a goober. Go to whatculture.com where we'll keep you up to date with the wrestling news. And we're on social media. Of course we are, it's 2023. Simon three one six. 316, what culture? WWE. My name is Simon WhatCulture. Thank you very much for joining me as always. You have yourself a lovely little day. Don't glue your hand to your head like I've done.